welcome to today's podcast. Our topic for today is, is domestic cleaning the invisible industry? I'm Louise, here with Diane, and kicking us off, we have recently read an article, which has been taken down, I do believe, um, from the London School of Economics, where they studied Mumsnet, didn't they? And some of the views from Mumsnet. Yeah. How about, do you want to start us off, Diane? Yeah, so it was it was a really interesting article, and I'm, I'm really disappointed they've taken it down. There is a discussion of the article um, on a different um, online um, site, um, but the original article seems to have been taken down. But what they did was they looked at Mumsnet and they analysed how people talked about cleaners on Mumsnet, which is a massive social network forum, isn't it? And it was... Yeah, it was interesting. They were they were looking to see how people viewed cleaners. Yeah. And I think it's really interesting for us because we are the cleaners. We're the ones being spoken about. And gosh, people love us. We are the cleaning fairies, the angels, the people that, you know, they can't do without us. But we're not worth paying more. No, no. And, and that sort of idealisation of cleaners as these cleaning fairies, cleaning angels, people that come in and work their magic. It, it's not representing them as, as people, is it, in some, in some ways? And maybe that contributes to the fact that, yeah, they don't necessarily value them. They think it's something magical, but they don't think it's something that's worthy of doing as a career or worth being paid well. And it's interesting, this, because I don't like to bring, you know, the, the feminism argument into it here, but but females do suffer this more. And I think it is something that we perhaps have had put on us by previous generations, that it is thought very much it is the female's job. And I've got to say, a lot of men that I work with, particularly our customers, actually don't believe this. But females, a lot of them think, well, actually, to be a good wife, to be a good mother, my house must be clean. It is, they internalise, it's my job to keep my house nice, to look after the family. And that is the message that they are internally saying to themselves. And therefore, you know, it's it's not valuable what they do when they clean the house, when they pick up their toys. It's not work. That is just what's expected of them. It is not seen as a job and it is not seen as a valuable use of their time, perhaps. Yeah, and it, it's difficult and it, it definitely comes from, you know, our own inner sort of guilt, if you like, that we should be able to have the job and the children and have an amazing house. And I think it's something that women have been struggling with for decades. Um, and the rise of the domestic cleaning industry is probably down to the fact that women can't do it all or don't want to do it all um, is more, more to the point. So it kind of comes from almost a, a sexist place to start with, even though it's evolving and, and changing. And, and we're definitely seeing a shift to more men arranging the cleaning service, but it's still predominantly women. Yeah. And when we say sexism, I've got to say, very rarely do I see men forcing women to do this. It's not, it actually isn't coming from the men. It is coming from the women saying it to themselves. Yeah. And it's not even women necessarily saying it to other women. It's what they internally expect from themselves. So it's not about man beating here. <laughs> I think no, definitely not. not. And and you see that on the mum's net and, and the way they analyse what, what the conversations that go on on mum's net is actually sometimes it was other women. Why do you need a cleaner? Why can you not do it yourselves? So sometimes women, are, yeah, in fact, not sometimes, it is women doing it to ourselves sometimes to put that pressure on to be able to do it all. 
Yeah. And we don't expect the men to rush home from their long day at work, their eight, nine, ten hours. And then they commuted and come home and pick up all the kids toys. And you cook dinner, you pick up the kids toys. I'm going out, you know, actually that does happen to some of us that is my life I've got to say but I also don't feel the need to clean my own house yeah. so, so is, is, is it this that's going on that that that's what sort of is making the domestic cleaning industry struggle to become more visible and and to raise its standards and be more professional now we know that there are hundreds and hundreds of cleaning businesses out there not just our members but you know definitely our members and beyond that are professional and are serious businesses whether they're sole traders or with a, a big team but it's still not visible enough in society it's, it's a tough one, isn't it? Because when I speak to, if I talk about new cleaning business owners, a lot of them go, well, I was cleaning up around my house all day anyway. I was doing it. I was helping out family and friends. So I just thought, you know, I'll just get paid for it. They're not people who value their time. They're not seeing it as, gosh, you know, I need to be paid a really decent wage. This is really valuable. They're going, oh, well, you know, it's just a bit of pocket money for what I was doing anyway. And that is not a great basis for an industry, is it? No, and maybe that's one of its biggest challenges is that a lot of us, and we're probably no different um, ourselves, Louise, is that we often start a cleaning business because it works around family um, and things like that. So it's coming in it from all those different directions so that, that that's probably why the struggle is there right from the start for every business um, to, to realise that it, it's a proper business. And, and if we go back to the mum's net discussion, though, these people that were calling their cleaners the angels and the fairies and this magical force that just cleaned up their house and gave them all this free time at weekends and they couldn't do without. Equally, it's really interesting. There's a phenomenal force that can change their life when you try to put a value on it. They did not want to value it equal to what they got paid an hour it was not equal they it was seen as a, an additional job a nice bonus but if they were out working you know working and earning maybe 50 pounds an hour which is not that unusual they did not want to pay their cleaners that it's it's not equivalent an hour of their time is not equivalent to an hour of the cleaners time and that's an interesting concept and that's a struggle that the industry has isn't it is that our very customers who will call us cleaning angels and, and valuers don't see the work that we do as as valuable as theirs. No. And despite the fact that if we didn't do it, they would end up doing it. It's it's strange, isn't it? It's like in our psyche as as a culture, really, that cleaning's not work. Yeah, it's just something that that women do or that the household has to do. And it's seen as you know, if people that do have cleaners absolutely value and, and know the, the value to themselves, whether they're paying enough for that value is another matter. But often in the wider concept, it's seen as, well, you don't really need a cleaner. It's, yeah. it's, do you think it's lazy to have a cleaner, Diane? Hundred percent not. No, <laughs> it's it's an it for for a lot of households it's essential. You know it's it and it goes back to you know my mom was a housewife um and she didn't work outside of the home. Didn't don't be wrong. She worked hard inside the home, but she didn't work outside of the home. My dad was a breadwinner. That's a different generation. That's not how things are now. Certainly, you know my generation and my daughter. You know that's not how things are. We all work for a living. 
and we're outside the home too much to be able to do it so it's an essential no well I'm completely sold I I agree with that I just think it's interesting some of these things that these mums net discussion actually brought up and that actually we've still got a long way to go as females I think that's that's the reality. And, you know, Mumsnet, I think, offers massive support for the mums. That's what it's there for. But I think sometimes the discussions can be a little bit skewed towards you don't really need a cleaner. Or if you do need a cleaner, it's it's because you're lazy or it's because the cleaner can't do anything else. That's, you know, that's a whole other topic, isn't it? You know, people choosing to be in the cleaning industry and how other people perceive that. Yeah. And that's I've got to say. I don't think that's true. And we know this from recruitment. That's not true because we've said time and time again, when we go to recruit a cleaner, you know, they could do a ton of other jobs. They do not have to work for us. We have to be really attractive. Um, And so we know that a cleaner is not just a cleaner. They are so much more. And if they don't like being just a cleaner, I say in inverted commas, because I shouldn't, you should never call a cleaner just a cleaner. I hate that. But, um, you know, the reality is they could go out, they can work in admin, they can go, they can go into care, they can go and work behind a desk. They've often got qualifications, good qualifications. You know, both of us are very well qualified, yet have spent our years doing cleaning because, well, partly because we love it and partly because it is a great industry and job to be in and career and business. Um, But, you know, people don't see that. They go, oh, you know, you're doing cleaning, you know, you're working towards something else nope no nope, this is my job yeah this is this is what we do and and yeah and and you know if any of you the people listening to this have ever been to a networking event where it's all men in suits and you know you you, you tell people what you do don't you that's that's what you're meant to do have your ele- elevator pitch ready and the the reactions you was certainly in the early days when I was perhaps a bit less confident was oh is that a business <laughs> Yes, it is. <laughs> and, you know, that's the reality of what we face every day, I think, in our industry. And obviously, I work with the DCBM. We're all about raising the profile, raising standards, helping cleaning business owners build successful businesses. But we are against this backdrop. And it's 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 going to take a long time for it to, to change, I think. And they don't they and we've talked about this on podcasts before. Actually, the skills you need to run a domestic cleaning business in any other industry you'd outperform most other business people because you have to be so good to be able to run a domestic cleaning business but you go to these networking events and you tell people what you do and one of the best uh what do you call it, responses that I would get is oh I know people that ran a cleaning industry and they've retired with millions of pounds and you go yes that can happen okay does it happen to all of us no it doesn't happen to all of us but it can happen. It happens frequently. And if they know other people who've made a success in the industry, they suddenly treat you with a lot more respect, don't they? Have you had that one happen? Um, no, I don't think I've had that one happen. But my my favourite networking events were always, um, sorry to say this, guys, but the women only events, because we could have a conversation. People people wanted to talk about it, whereas the, the other ones, it was a bit more difficult. But that was mostly down to my experience as I as I got more confident I can network with anybody I loved the women's only they were so supportive but I had to stop going to them because I, I love them I've got to say but I stopped because the type of people maybe at the networking events I was going to they weren't facing the same problems as me 
Because interestingly, as a woman, if you're running, quite often they're running startup businesses and they would hit problems with marketing or they would hit problems with a recruitment, a quite early on problems that to get to the same level of turnover, I probably had to face a year or two previously or thousands of pounds earlier in turnover. So by the time that we were sort of at the same level, I'd already massively outperformed them in terms of skills that I'd had to learn to get to that level. And so they kept going. And I found with women's, they were a lot more one man bands. Um, and I was going, well, I've got different problems to you. So I did have to go more to the mixed networking events. Did you find yeah, that with women only? One thing about the one thing about the women only networking events is they're good referrers. Women talk oh, about they? more than men. <laughs> but they do. And you can pick up jobs just by being at those events. Oh, I need your help. It's really yeah. hard. And so I'm like, yeah. Yeah. And they're more likely to recommend you. And it's just the reality. And like I say, we've got we now we are we have, I mean, I've seen probably a shift in the last five years where there are more men making inquiries about cleaning. Even, you know, even if they're in a you know relationship with a woman, it's it's oft it's sometimes the men more often than it used to be when I first started that are actually booking the cleaning service. Maybe it's because you know they're they're now realizing that um it's their job as well. Do you know, though, so I've seen the same thing. Men are booking it, but you go to do the quote and they go, actually, my wife needs to be here. Yeah. I mean, how many times have you seen that? Yeah, they might book it, but they actually don't know what to tell you to do. When you ask them a specific question, what happens here? I don't know. Yeah, I sometimes wonder about the conversation. And maybe they've had a row about it at the weekend again (laughs) about the cleaning. And she's gone, you need to find a cleaner. So he he makes the initial approach. But yeah, then it's it's uh, it's her that wants you to uh, actually decide what you're going to (laughs) do. But, you know, I don't know. Did you ever have this? I had this argument with my partner. Have I ever talked about this? I don't think I have, have I? I'll tell the story. I don't know if I should announce this on a podcast. So we were uh, out of university we both had our nice jobs and uh, my husband he wasn't my husband at the time my boyfriend moved in with me and he was messy just messy and I think we'd gone sort of the first week I was like you are gonna help with the cleaning yes yes of course I will Louise I'll help you out and it gets to the second weekend and I was like you need to do it I need you to do the vacuuming and he was like oh yeah okay so we picked up the vacuum and it took him five minutes to vacuum our hole downstairs I was like no 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 that's not happening and uh, I made him do it again and still didn't really do it properly but he'd kind of done it comes to the third weekend and I was like right you need to clean the bathroom and again two minutes to clean the bathroom not doable and I was like no you need to do it properly anyway he didn't really appreciate me speaking to him like that as most couples don't (laughs) And I said, well, no, I'm not backing down. You do this. You do this. And he was like, it's not that bad. I was like, I'm not living like this. So and I don't think I had back then exceptionally high standards. I will admit they got higher as I've gone along. Um, But I wasn't about to compromise on this. And I think a lot of women do. But I was like, no, you will do half of this or this relationship's not working out. I am not looking after you. Anyway, the argument escalated, as you can imagine, and he stormed out with his Xbox and his hamster and um, he came back. I'd let him go, obviously. He came back a few hours later and uh, he tried to be all nice. And I was like, no, no, you are going to do this. He's like, fine, I'll get a cleaner. I was like, okay, right, we'll get a cleaner. He's like, I'll pay for the cleaner to do half the house. I was like, you what? You what? He was like, brilliant. 
so he was like oh, oh yeah the cleaner will do half the house I was like no the cleaner will do the whole house I was like all right fine like I'll pay half and you can pay half um and we resolved it but like for me it was this relationship will not work out and, and you see people argue they argue about money and they argue about actually living together if you can solve the cleaning problem that is a massive problem solved isn't it and I suppose that's what we know in the industry. We are constantly solving problems for our clients. But what we need to do as an industry and probably as, as women as well, who are mostly responsible for why this is seen as unskilled and, and unvalued, then we have to change that perception, don't we? And, and realise it's really important. So what tips have you got to someone that was starting out in a cleaning industry? How would you get them to raise other people's opinions of them? Oh, that's really interesting. So, well, I suppose, you know, having accreditation, like being a member of the DCBN is going to help for a starting point. But not just a member, you have to do the training, don't you? Exactly. And because a part of that, you get to do the training and you get certification. And also you're going to be building your business knowledge. So you're going to be building your confidence. And that's really key, I think. For And that's why I was saying, you know, at the beginning, I struggled with certain things because my confidence wasn't as as high as it is now because that's that's what training does for you and, and knowledge does for you isn't it and this is what I find now when people try and uh, I don't like to get into conversations about cleaning if I'm honest because they start talking to me and I'm like really I'm just going to have to tell you what the actual answer is and how we're going to do it properly there is not a single thing that people can say to me now that I haven't already thought through and um I don't like it like I don't feel like in a social setting I want to start lecturing them on how to clean no, or even having a conversation about their cleaner and whether they're good or not and, and that sort of thing. And, and yeah, I don't really like to get into those conversations. But then also I've got I've got friends who've gone, oh, you know, don't let Diane come around because, you know, I haven't cleaned the house. And I'm just like, I don't clean mine either. So <laughs> No, I say, well, it's hard, isn't it? Because when you and I say we don't clean our houses, if I'm honest, I know the skirting boards were done at least two weeks, minimum two weeks, well, maximum two weeks ago. and. I've got to say, so I've got pets and like underneath uh, some of the cages, I, I would sweep it every single day. And when I talk about not being that clean, our standards are very different to other people's sometimes, aren't yeah. they? No, you're, you're right there, actually. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, our standard when we don't clean very often is, is often different to other people's. I'll tell you one thing that I think helps the industry, and I'm not sure that as cleaning business owners we can fix this, but I know that we, you know, we have we have someone that comes and cleans our house um, over here in France. She's lovely. And my husband will say, When's the cleaner coming? Or is the cleaner coming today? And I will rep I will, I'm not going to mention her name. I'm going to call her Susan. She's not called Susan. Um <laughs> I will say yes Susan is coming on Friday because Susan is a person she's not the cleaner so it's really hard though because as a business I can't necessarily so we would sign the card at the end of it from the two specific people that did it so they're not just today you were cleaned by x and y but I've got to say when we correspond we can't necessarily say who it is that's going to do the clean until the day before when we confirm the plans yeah. Yeah. So we would have to say your cleaners. And so we do refer to them as cleaners. But yeah, they shouldn't. They should be people, skilled people that are doing it. And maybe the terminology is, you know, what is not helping the perception. 
yeah maybe we have to sort of be aware of our language um and you know you and i did a a, a, a couple of days workshop didn't we on how how language is used and maybe that's something that we could could change from within you know i mean i call my cleaners i don't call them cleaners i call them the cleaning team or the team i don't know i, I try and not to refer to them as the cleaner yeah because they're more than that and you know when we have a team meeting they'd never refer to each other as hi cleaner hi cleaner no, <laughs> no absolutely they know each other as people cleaning is a task it is not a definition of you as a person exactly yeah, yeah. you are louise doing the cleaning exactly yeah so maybe yeah maybe that will help as well but I'm not I think I'm hoping that as the generations move forward that things change and that maybe but you know we'll see um how visible the industry can become over the next 20 years we'll see I think it I think it will change because if you look at the next generations they don't expect themselves to do the cleaning they do see the cleaning as a task that is best outsourced and they don't you know they'd rather how many times and I found this more and more recently they go you're the expert you just sort it It makes my life easier yes I will sort it I will give you exactly what you want your house to be like this you want it perfect you want to be proud to have your friends over you want everything done on a rotor just literally hand it to me is my dream um uh, rather than I run this house and you're here to help me and I want you to do this task on this day and that there I'm like really it's easier if you just give it all to me yeah, I'm the professional. Let me do it. Yes, rather than me having to manage or negotiate every little task with the customer. So I'm not. I'm not sure if we've concluded much on this podcast. We've just had a bit of a chat, but hopefully, um, everybody's found it interesting and helpful. And is cleaning the invisible industry? Is the question. That is the question. A little. I think. I think it's changing. I think my conclusion is it's changing. But yeah. Thank you very much. And please add any comments. Please like, review, rate our podcast only if you're going to rate it a five. If you're going to rate it lower, don't rate our podcast. Um, But if you like it, we want to get it seen by more, shared by more. Let's help as many cleaning business owners as possible. Um, And any comments are gratefully received. You can also find us on, we have got various Facebook groups, haven't we? So we've got the UK Cleaning Business Chat. That's what it's called, isn't it? Um, obviously the DCBM members only group if you are a member that is a private group love that group we're in that one every day all the time and UK cleaners support as well Um, we're active in there as well not quite as much in that one that's very public so this is the thing about Facebook groups the more public it is the less people put their private questions the harder it is to get into by the time we get into the DCBM members group I think we have about I know we've got about five times as few members, yet we have five times more interaction because they know it's private. They know who's in there. Whereas you get the more public groups. You don't want to tell everyone what's going on, do you? You don't want to say, oh, guess what? Today I smashed a customer's shower screen. And (laughs) yeah, no one likes that in their business and it can be seen by the customers. So Get on the private ones and that's the benefit of the DCBM members only group. There is no way the customers are going to be in there unless they start a cleaning business. And that would be interesting, wouldn't it? Then they'd have a whole different point of view. Um, But yeah, that's uh, anyway, thank you very, very much. And we look forward to speaking again soon. Bye.